Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old. They are not hip. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. <laughs> For the Clockwork Cabaret. It's the Halloween Spooky Edition. Halloween Spectacular. If you are listening to this on Mad Wasp Radio, it is actually Halloween. I'm very excited about that. And I know, we've never had an episode that is aired on on the day. Yeah, and so... Uh, let us let me remind you that I am Emmett Davenport and I am Lady Adder Corpse. Ooh, I've used that joke before. I know you have, but it's but fine. it's the, I can't come up with a better name. No, it's that's <laughs> it's fine. That is the it's best fine. name. It's fine. It's that fine. is the best name. It's fine. Uh, so one of the things that we had been discussing for our for our, this week's show mm. is. What 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 happens to the peripheral characters in a horror movie? <laughs> the characters that I personally am obsessed with. Yes, like I was actually thinking about the the weird little kid in Gremlins. What what becomes of that kid after he's been traumatized by by the all of seeing all of these yes. horrible things uh, take over his town and well, like how much money did he his family have to spend on therapy did his family survive like good news like, there's a fan fiction about that I'm sure I'm, I was personally more interested in the kid that sold the gremlin oh like, yes hey what happened to that, that kid? kid yes the grandson the of, grandson of the, of the um of, of the old man in the, the unfortunate yes. racial stereotype it look okay look the 80s were a dumb time and um yeah. we did a lot of dumb things in the 80s as far as especially in media it, it, especially oh, but, in horror but he movies was, he was played by key luke though the old man and, and he was and uh and, and i love him key mm-hmm. luke, he was no a, no he was a great uh, a great character actor solid character actor yeah not not no shade to the actors yeah. that were given these roles yeah. like that but wasn't it, their but doing. i do want to know what yes what, yeah, what about that the, kid what did that ki- what happened yeah. with that kid what happened when he went home that night and yeah. was all like hey gramps i sold that weird thing that you didn't want to yes. sell you're welcome Here's I was going to say the internet bill has been paid, but that's not true. Yeah. The, the, I just paid the phone bill. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk about it. And Grandpa was like, you dumb little dum-dum. Yes. I, I like, for, wait, I forgot the we cursing ban is. You dumb little shithead. <laughs> like, like that, 
the Mogwai is not a toy or a pet. Or he was just like, all right, everybody grab your bags. We're leaving town because yeah. you know when this shit goes sideways, they are blaming us. They're coming for us. Yeah. The white men always will. Yeah. And to be fair, accurate. And they just left town. That's yeah. personally my headcanon. They well, just, at the like, end of Gremlins, don't they bring him bring him back to the they do to the store yeah but like which let's, just, let's be honest that family already left town yes it's a different person <laughs> now <laughs> they didn't even realize it, it was a different yeah. guy uh or like yeah what happened what about the camp not not, not the camp counselors right but the campers, campers at camp crystal lake where jason did all his murdering uh there had to be children campers there right we never see them but like that seems weird. Their camp counselors keep getting murdered by a big burly zombie. So you know there has to be some fallout from yeah. that that's happening there. Like what yes. And also are they the same kids just over and over again at that camp? Right. Like Every are their summer? parents sending them back? back? And they're like, Mom, no, you don't understand. The kid the counselors all get murdered by a big buff zombie. And they're like, oh. With an axe. Oh, uh, no, machete. Or machete. Machete. Oh, sorry. Jason uses I'm not, a machete. I'm not familiar enough. I know, I know you're not. I know. That's why I'm, I'm so, trying to, okay. I'm saving you from the tweets. Yes. Thank you. Thank you're, you. You're Thank welcome. You. Yeah, no, uh, actually, uh, Friday the 13th has a really complicated lore. Uh, no, this this actually happened to me at work where people were getting the lore of Friday the 13th wrong and I did not interrupt the conversation to correct them. And I would just like a moment to oh, bask to say, in that. thank you. Yeah. Yes, you're welcome. Thank <laughs> Hey, what did I not do? <laughs> did not interrupt a conversation I was not a part of to correct them about the lore of Jason, okay. which is in the first movie, it's not Jason, it's his mom. The second movie, and I think the third movie... And maybe part of the fourth, Jason is a human that is like a murder machine. And then from that point forward, Jason is a zombie. Oh. The, the, wow, lore, the not, lore of Friday the 13th is very complicated. I did not realize. I only watched Friday the 13th, the series, which is not related to that Friday the 13th, the movies at all. I don't think I've ever watched that. Oh. Does it involve Camp Crystal Lake? No, no, no. Friday the 13th, the, the TV series was a, a series where uh, a cursed object, a cursed uh, antique shop <laughs> where everything... Sold hockey masks? Well, no, they sold... Uh, they they sold different items and oh. and were sent off into the world. They were cursed and demonic items that would go off and that were sent off into the world. And then uh, the whole series was essentially that the people who inherited the shop were co- trying to get them back because ah. the uncle who owned the store was a horrible human being who had sent. Oh, these, he was he was so, he was actively selling these things people. and okay. cursing people, and that the the. Uh, people who inherit it uh, then are trying to get them back and put so, them back into no relation to yeah the, I was gonna no say. relation to Friday the Thirteenth but I had a moment when I first started going I, I have not seen this Jason guy I don't I understand don't, I haven't seen any why there's hockey masks or or mach- or axes yeah. or machetes yeah, or whatever like, or any yeah, of that had, stuff and there, I and I was very confused for there had to be campers at Camp Crystal Lake, right? You would I, I think you would think so. The only people that ever get murdered are the camp counselors. Yes. Well because, because that's the that's Well, because isn't it that they have sex and that's what gets well, them killed? It was 
in the original, the first Friday the 13th, it was, uh, Jason was a, uh, a camper at Camp Crystal Lake. Uh-huh. And while the camp counselors were having, like the camp, Camp counselors were having sex. He drowned. Oh. And then it's Jason's mom. Mother. Like, spoilers for the original Friday From the, the 1970s. The yes. original movie is Jason's mom. Is dressing up is, as Jason. Is, is, no, he's doing the murdering. Oh. So there's and no actual guy. And think there's a, with... vengeance, a vengeful spirit, but it's not. It's just Jason's mother. Oh, so she's not wearing a hockey mask no, or anything? No, she's no, no hockey mask. Oh. And in the second movie, uh-huh. still no hockey mask. Oh. Jason has actually survived oh. the, the near drowning, oh. but it has made him kind of like an unstable, you know, oh. yeah. uh, uh, murderous monster man. He wears oh. a yeah. pillowcase. Oh. He also doesn't wear a hockey mask. He's got a pillowcase with an eye hole cut out of it. So he's like the orphan catcher. It, it little bit like a redneck terrifying and he's ex- he's extracting revenge because at the end of the first movie they kill his mother because oh. she's been murdering camp counselors right. and he has like a little weird mommy shrine oh set up with, okay. with her head oh. on the, mi- the middle of the mom no, the no first one two- no one ever thought that hey jason maybe uh well no therapy? he lives he lives in a shack in the woods yeah and but, it's the 80s but so no therapy no therapy oh like remember Remember being mentally ill in the 90s? No therapy. Here's some. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they closed all the hospitals. Yeah. Down, so here's yes, some okay. drugs that will make it worse. And uh, have fun. Like, Dr. Phil is your guiding. Oh, <laughs> you. Yeah. I don't know if I've told it on the air, but I've definitely told you that I actually had to fire not fire, but stop seeing a therapist because she threw some Dr. Phil bullshit at me. Oh. And I went, you can't say dumb crap to me and expect me to A, know what you mean, and then B, find it somehow therapeutic. Yes. That's, she also thought that me having one to two panic attacks a day wasn't a big deal. So oh, I was like, yes. oh, no. I don't think this is right. working. So, yeah, so okay. in, at the so time, therapy it, was not good. Right, okay, so... Wow, I did not realize there was so much depth to you the lore realize, of, you didn't know of the, all the of Jason the lore. Friday the Thirteenth. No, I had no idea. I had no idea that it was that. It had that mm. much like it's it's well it's minutia. It's not good. No, it's all the, terrible. No, the first two. And movies. so then I assumed that by the what by the third, then it's he. It's just a slasher film. Or yeah, it well, it's, I mean, it's be, always been a slasher right. film. Uh, but then it's like I think Corey Feldman gets involved at one point, and a psychic girl with very camel toey jeans gets oh. involved at one point, and I, I'm I like they they all start to blend together oh, a little bit, yeah. and at some point Jason becomes a zombie. I think the fourth movie in the series, Jason becomes a zombie, is and there... that's when he's reanimated and comes and, up out of the lake. And, and the question is, how, do we ever see the campers? No, no. I think maybe Corey Feldman. No, I don't think Corey Feldman was a camper. Well, because he would have been younger if he was No, he was a kid. Okay. It's definitely a child Corey Feldman. But I think he lived in a cabin next to Camp Crystal Lake. Because the psychic girl with the camel toe also was not a counselor. She just lived... She was a, a... Oh, she was a, a patient at a psychic ward oh. whose questionable, crappy psychiatrist had taken her to Camp Crystal Lake. Oh. Yeah, though. <laughs> okay. 
So, now that I'm recounting, like there's like there's right. never a camper in. So ca- no campers. At never Crystal a camper. Lake. So maybe it's right before camp starts or I don't the know. off season. But I don't then know. why are camper <laughs> camp no. counselors there? I don't no. understand. It's it's not like sleepaway camp no. in which there are count counselor camp. campers yeah. and, and the campers are the murderers yes. and also problematic transphobia. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, who are these children? Who are these children being sent to this? Maybe right. it's the what? Maybe it's the Adams family. Yes, this... maybe it's the Adams family camp that they should have been sent to. <laughs> like they would have liked that. There's also a fan comic or fan comics yeah. of uh, Buff Jason as a camp counselor, like an all an AU, if you oh, will. Oh yes, where he becomes a camp. Ca- I I he, like. There's a couple of like they they. Uh, incorporate the fact that he doesn't speak that he speaks yeah. in sign language and he's the counselor that protects all he's like this giant buff counselor that protects all the students feel, or all the little kids yeah i feel like that yeah. that's it's a, it like, sounds about right i feel like that that's really maybe maybe all of the camp counselors are actually terrible and have been murdering all the campers and that's why you oh. never see them and he's just been exacting revenge there you go. for the campers. It's the not whole the counselors. Time. It's not. Uh, it's not him. He's not the evil one. He. It's he's, the counselors. It's the counselors. It's been the counselors, counselors all, all along. along. And this is how you get fan fiction. Yeah, I mean, we've already established <laughs> how you. Like, I just brought up a whole <laughs> no, AU <no>. universe <laughs> where it was, you know. Yeah. No, I feel like yes. The camp counselors were the villains all, all along. along. All along. You know what was the true villain? Systemic racism. Yes. <laughs> and society. And, and probably sexism. And capitalism, as yes. long as we're at it. Yeah, just all of it. All of the isms. We <laughs> live in a current dystopian nightmare. Why would we need to make another? It's true. I also often wonder, like, you know, what what became of, of the character, like, the side characters in, like... I don't know, uh, other horror movies. Carrie. What yes. about the kids that got out of the... Who were just the witnesses who had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Like, who who didn't participate in the horribleness, but then was just on the periphery trying to have a nice prom, and then all of this drama <laughs> happened. Like, what about the kids that went to school with the kids that Freddy yes. Krueger was tormenting? Right. Like, I don't know, a bunch of my classmates went insane and then murdered put each other it and was weird it was very weird they just one guy got ate by his bed yeah like they just disappeared and just like apparently we just don't go to elm street ever i mean just don't both, live on that street we both this might be this might be a little too real and a little too oh. sad for this com- but i mean we both went to public school in the 90s i like and well, yeah we, i mean i i personally knew people that disappeared like they just one day didn't come to I mean, school and the understanding was they probably od'd somewhere oh well see so. I, I so i didn't have that in my school but i did find out that one of my friends uh her uncle was a serial killer <laughs> so, so you know you know the normal american experience yes. Yes. And how I found that out was because my mother was actually doing a study on serial killers. And (laughs) And used that as an example? And found, well, no, found that and went, oh, oh, look, we live in a, we live in a town in Vermont that has a serial killer. 
Um, and then I looked up the names and then realized that, oh, wait, that's family members of my friend's family. And then I mentioned it to my friend and she went, oh, yes, that is, yeah, that's my uncle. That was my uncle. Oh, shit. And I went, oh, oh. And then one of my best friends, uh, his best friend was one of one of his victims. victims? Yeah. And so there had been a whole thing. Like just a few years before I had moved there, and holy yeah, crap! Yeah, so so yeah, so that's one of those like oh oh in a horror movie I'm on the peripheral of a horror. You're movie. one of the side characters. <laughs> I'm one I mean, of the side characters that goes what? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. I I mean I grew up in South Florida in the eighties and nineties. Which I'm sure there are serial killers and murderers and well, all sorts of things happening I mean, all were, the time. There were and definitely Scarface. Like, yes, and... there was definitely like like you know people shot up a mall with semi-automatic yeah. weapons. That was a thing that actually happened. Yeah. That I was like I remember that. Uh, but and we did have the I ninety five killer uh, that would dump the bodies of sex workers in suitcases on the side of major highways and yeah. in, in desolate areas. Uh, and the police would come on every once in a while and be like, these aren't the works of a serial killer. Like, that was going to make us feel better that there were multiple people dumping the bodies of like, sex workers in suitcases on the side of major just, highways. It's just a normal you know, happening. Like, yeah, that, oh, 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 good. good. Oh, good. Wow, we all feel a lot better about this place now. But, yeah, no, nothing that, like, well... Well, also in in one of the first towns that I lived in when I moved to North Carolina, I found I met some of the people who um, were involved in the real life happening that that was the basis for the TV movie Mazes and Monsters with Tom Hanks from the from the late. 70s early 80s where where the crazy yes D&D, the D&D. D, yeah no was that, Tom Hanks involved in that? yes he was the oh. he was the crazy killer when he, <laughs> Tom Tom Hanks in 1978 or something like that because there was remember. also a chick track yeah and but, a move and also a movie based on the chick tra- the chick track. yeah but there was but so the maze and monster the actual murder yeah D&D murder the thing D&D that murder. happened I yeah. actually met one of the people who was friends who participated in the D and D games. Wow. But wasn't one of the He was he was on the periphery. Another another and he periphery basic, version. Yeah, he basically uh bowed out of the game when it started like, when it started getting weird. He was like, I'm yeah. gonna just <laughs> like uh, most people would have step away from this because this seems a little wacky and uh so the question is, how many times in our lives like have, have we been have very you, close? Like, and, and the listeners, yeah. have you bowed out of a situation that w- went real pear shaped? Yeah. And maybe you don't even know because you don't you don't hear about the aftermath. Ooh. Uh. Every everyone has. Everyone has been in the prologue well, to Friday the thirteenth. Not everyone. No, <laughs> we both know. have had the experience of telling a story. We think right. it's a whimsical shape and <laughs> having the person stare at us open mouth. Like, yes. Oh my god. Like, and then we went, Oh, I have I have I have miscalculated I have my miscalculated. amusement. Yes, it is true. I, this is not an audience for this story. You, you actually find this horrible. I was trying to be funny. It is true. That and happens. now you're making me reassess my childhood in a way I don't want to do right now. 
too, too, too real. Too real. Yes. All right. And with that, let us play some spooky Halloween music. Come, wayward souls, and wander through the darkness. There is a light for the lost and the meek. Sorrow and fear are easily forgotten when you submit to the soil of the This is Mad Wasp Radio.
that's Thomas Dolby with I Scare Myself. Before that, we had Dvochka with This Place is Haunted. And starting off our set was The Blasting Company with Come Wayward Souls.
terrible surprise My ears and nose had fallen off in the middle of the night On my way to work my hand got jammed in a door I still can't believe it, my whole arm fell on the floor My body was decomposing and I wasn't even dead yet My skin was getting swollen, my hair had already gone I even lost an eyeball on the bus while I was riding home When I finally got home, my wife had already fled Oh, I tried really hard not to lose my head
Unextraordinary Gentleman with Skeleton Goes to Town. Before that, we had the 10th stage with The Ballad of the Decomposing Man. And starting off our set was Cocktail Twins with The Tinderbox of a Heart.
coffee makes it difficult to dig. The carcass in sackcloth beside me's all cut up, but still it's too big. So let the Spectacular with Murder of Crows. Before that, we had the Unicorns with I Don't Wanna Die. And starting off our set was the Gothic Archies with Smile! No one cares how you feel.
wakes up from the floor. Bored and tar against the door. Murder, murder, murder. Sink the tooth into the wood. Still the horses with a hood. Murder, murder, murder. Raise the book and cast the oil. Fingers in the father's soil. Murder, 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 murder be thy name. Out, out, murder be thy name. Seems as bright as ran out of 
head to under the full moon. He ran into the street and a car went cabaret staple Walter Sickert and the Army of Broken Toys with It's Only Halloween. Before that we had American Murder Song with Murder! Murder! And starting off our set was The Devil Makes Three with Johnson Family. And last time I met her We was children seven years by 
She held my hand so softly She was perfectly shy Now when they hold a garden, the 
down There wasn't any other left but evil now I cast a spell of stone to tranquilize me by the bones and shook my flesh and said I swear the sun won't cast no shadow anymore the willows never weep and the wind will never moan the sun won't cast no shadow anymore the willows never weep and the wind will never moan No Shadow. Before that, we had the Hobo Goblins with Tendrils and Tentacles. And starting off our set was Slim Sonera's Auto Club. Cessnas. Cessnas. Oh, a rare Emmett introduction. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> I can't be trusted to read words good because I need new glasses and I am poor. That was Slim Cessna's Auto Club with This Is How We Do Things in the Country, i.e. we don't buy new glasses when we need them. What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? He has subscriptions to those magazines. He never waves when he goes by. He's hiding something from the rest of us. He's all to himself. I think I know why. He took down the tire swing from the pepper tree. He has no children of his own, you see. He has no dog. He has no friends. And his lawn is dying. What about all those packages he sends? What's he... 
building in there. With that hook light on the stairs. What's he building in there? I'll tell you one thing, he's not building a playhouse for the children. What's he building in there? And what's that sound from underneath the door? He's pounding nails into a hardwood floor. And I swear to God, I heard someone moaning low. And I keep seeing the blue light of a TV show. He has a router and a table saw. And you won't believe what Mr. Stitches saw. There's poison underneath the sink, of course. But there's also enough formaldehyde to choke a horse. What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? I heard he has an ex-wife in some place called Mayor's Income, Tennessee. And he used to have a consulting business in Indonesia. But what's he building in there? He has no friends, but he gets a lot of mail. I'll bet he spent a little time in jail. I heard he was up on the roof last night signaling with a flashlight. And what's that tune he's always whistling?
This is Mad Wasp Radio. Flipping this one final switch, I'm effectively ensuring that I will be overcoming all resistance long after my remains have been vaporized with extreme prejudice and shot into outer might be giants with I'll be haunting you. Before that we had terrible spaceship with Grimm and starting off our set was Tom Waits with What's He Building? Straighten 
the pot. Yeah.
93 with all the pretty little horses a lullaby for children you hate before that we had the brickbats with half ghost heart and starting off our set was mad tea party with frankenstein's den we set out for sea with Just come out of fuel and rage Scream bloody murder and tell us 
Spooky Jukey. Before that, we had This Way to the Egress with Skin and Bones. And starting off our set was Murder by Death with Dead Men and Sinners. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the time that binds because you're mine. Because you're mine, I won't lie, I won't lie. 
eyes wide open all the time I'd keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine, I walk the line Because you're mine, I walk the line Because you're mine, I walk the line I walk the line Because you're This is Mad Wasp Radio. Bad luck wind been blowing at my back. I was born to bring trouble to wherever I'm at. Got the number 13 tattooed on my neck When the ink starts to itch Then the black will turn to red I was born in the soul of misery Never had me a name They just gave me the number when I was young Gonna find me a preacher man Confessing all I've done Or you can catch me with the devil Playing 21 Bad luck wind been blowing at my back I pray you don't look at me, I pray I don't look back I was born in the soul of misery Never had me a name They just gave me the number when I was young Got a long line of heartache, I carry it well The list of lives I've broken reach from here to hell Bad luck wind been blowing at my back I was born to bring trouble to wherever I'm at I was born in the soul of misery Never had me a name They just gave me the number when I was young I was born in the soul of misery Never had me a name they just gave me the number when I was young They just gave me the number when I was young
Regardless of your fear Will gnaw your soul to dust The darkness will consume Nothing in it trust Each murmur and each whimper May your heart and soul consume Rancid evil in these walls Drag you to your doom Tiger Lilies with Toil and Trouble. Before that, we had Johnny Cash and his cover of 13. And starting off our set was Those Poor Bastards with their cover of I Walked the Line. Ooh, Ooh, it's spooky. And we talked too much at the beginning of the show. I mean, we have about 10 minutes left. We could tell. Oh, Emmett. Yes, what? I believe that you told me a, a ghost story off air. That about going into an attic with a friend of yours and and playing dress up and why you had to stop. Oh, yes. So when I was a small wee child living on the eastern shore of Maryland. The spookiest part of Maryland. In a small historic town of Chestertown. It's a port. It's a port (laughs) town. So, you know, there's probably weird pirate stories and things. I'm not. Yeah, swamp crazy, crazy. as we've discussed before. Um, We lived in a in a rambling Victorian home that that was uh, that my mother purchased for very very cheap because it was probably falling down and full of asbestos. So you know, you know, you know. Also, as nightmares, as we know from horror movies, always a bad, always things. Well, and it was one of those big. It was a man, one of those houses that have has two sets of stairs. There's the the beautiful rounded uh, stairwell from in the in the entryway, and then there was the strange servant court servant stairs in the back by the kitchen, where I assume that at some point, like. A housekeeper or servants or something lived upstairs. Uh, I uh, I can say this with complete honesty, Emmett. Yeah, I've only ever lived one place that there was anything that could have been that was qualified as servants' quarters, and it was a haunted as hell 1887's motel hotel in San Augustine, well, Florida. You so so you, so you should be familiar with the, <laughs> the store where the story goes. So this house, uh, you know, um. Uh, it was a pretty big house for the fact that it was mostly me and my mother and my stepfather that lived in it. So three people in a house. So I had, I, 
I had the run of the house. Yeah. I had I had my own. Uh, I had the bedroom that I slept in. I had the room that was my toy room, and then oh. I had a and then I had the attic, which was where I had all of our dre- my dress up clothes, and I had I had two trunks, two steamer trunks. One was full of clothes, and the other one was filled with hats and shoes. <laughs> And my mom, my mom had gone to like a thrift store and bought, yeah, cheap old, vintage, super, super haunted, haunted crap. crap into the house and into these steamer trunks that I don't know where she bought. Maybe they were in the house. I don't know. Maybe they were a portal to another dimension. Mm. Um, Maybe they just appeared one day. They just yeah, who knows? But my friend. I will not name him. I mean, he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> that but, you know of. That I know of. But, but my friend and I would go up there. We were probably oh, like five or six or something. We were, uh-huh. we were wee children. And we'd go up there and he, he and I would play dress ups and put on, put on old lady clothes. Yeah. And put on our stupid hats and our big, and our shoes that were too big for us. And we'd <laughs> clomp around. Right. Clomp around and we'd have tea parties and, and do Various You pretend things. to be fancy we, ladies. Yes, we'd be fancy ladies and like and we'd go to the grocery store in our imaginary grocery store and various other things. And then one day, while we were upstairs getting getting changed or putting I don't remember exactly what the why we were up there other than we were playing dress ups up there, and we looked up and both of us saw an old lady in our attic. That didn't belong there. That did not belong. Well, she was not familiar to either of us. (laughs) And I just remember looking up and going, hi, because I was a gullible, sweet, stupid child. (laughs) (laughs) Back when you were sweet (laughs) and stupid. stupid. And, and, And my friend also looked over and clearly saw her saw her as well and we both realized she did not belong here why is she this is a stranger this is a stranger and uh you could also see through her oh so there was a window behind and it was very obviously uh-huh. behind her uh-huh. <laughs> because i could see through her yeah you could and, see at, the window behind and her. at that moment uh both my friend and i had a silent moment of looking, eye locking at each other and realizing that this is not somewhere that we want to ever be, nor do we want to know any more about this old lady. Yeah. And we just ran down the stairs and closed, slammed the attic door. And then I pretty much never went up there again. <laughs> Just uh, dead to you. Well, yeah. Well, we any time that I would have to get something from the attic, it would be a. <gasps> okay, I gotta go up the stairs. So I'd unlock it and then run up and get whatever I needed and then run back down. <laughs> kind of like you'd seen yes. a mysterious old yes. lady who you could see through. Right. And when I and I mentioned it to my mother uh-huh. and my mother went, Well, that's very weird. Like there's can't possibly be an old lady up there, but alright, let me go let's go upstairs. And so she uh-huh. came up there with me and couldn't yeah, didn't, didn't see, see her. Lady. Also, there was nothing in the rest of the attic to even remotely 
look like her. Right. So you hadn't so, seen a coat and a right. hat on it, a mannequin. No, there was no like mannequin. There were no mirrors. There were that that whole rest of the uh, of the attic was just a big open space. There was nothing else up up there. So it was just emptiness. Oh. And and uh yeah, terrified the shit out of me. <laughs> As it would. And, and so yes. So terrifying never went back up there um also my 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 friend w- who was with me also admitted that he saw he, that he saw as well and refused to go up there yes as well. and he would not go up there again and uh yeah so that was my my creepy ghost story uh that house was full of nightmares i my my <laughs> creepy ghost story is not nearly as exciting uh my family lived in a house that my aunt thought was haunted haunted because my parents bought a house when they were young oh. and it was cheap again well, so of course it's haunted yeah uh no actually the prior <laughs> owner had committed suicide oh. in one of the bedrooms oh and that was why it was cheap because oh. it was back in the yeah. early 80s when there were no companies that would clean right. up a crime scene oh. for you oh, yeah. so you had to do it yourself uh and my parents bought that house. And my aunt was very afraid of the fact that we lived in a house where someone had committed suicide and refused to stay overnight. And she told us that me and my brother at one point had told her that we see eyes. Um, but I strongly suspect you were being jerks. No, no, we were babies. I don't actually remember this at all. I just have her word for it. And when I brought it up to my mom, my mother was like, that house wasn't haunted. No, I mean, someone died there, absolutely, but it wasn't haunted. That's also where I learned that if uh, you want to paint over blood, you have to seal it. Yes. Because the proteins will make it seep through the paint. Yeah. Because my parents learned that firsthand. Oh, yes. Because it's one thing to be superstitious, but you know what? A bargain is a bargain. And if you have to paint over a little blood and brains to get a good house for your burgeoning family in just cocaine-riddled South Florida, that's something you should do. Well. I guess. Well, so right there you've proven, you may have proven uh, the reason why uh, a lot of haunted houses have have blood blood seeps seeps through through the the walls is because they weren't properly sealed. They weren't properly sealed when they were painted. And as my mom uh, once told me, never trust anyone who's trying to sell you a book. Oh. <laughs> that was always her advice for sussing out who was a bullshitter and who was being yes. earnest. Never trust anyone who's trying to sell you a book. And yes. we're not trying to sell you a book, listeners. No. We're trying to sell you a podcast <laughs> or a show. What is up? <laughs> yeah. like... Do you want to buy this this show? Please do. You can. So. You can. I and Make then, us an offer. And then you can be the host. <laughs> That's right. We'll retire to a haunted villa. Yes. <laughs> a villa. A villa. <laughs> On the waterways. Or if you'd just like to help support us do this show, you can. Uh, simply go to agonyoutstudios.com and there you will find our Patreon, our coffee. You'll find our individual uh social media sites and yeah. you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all the things. And if you would like to see us in person live in all our ethereal glory, you, you can, can do, do that. that. Yes. For New Year's Eve, we will be at the Hall River Ballroom with the charming disaster <gasps> in, in Saxabaha, North Carolina. 
We are very excited. Yes, uh, if you uh, more information and details will be up on the HallRiverBallroom.com website. As 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 tickets go on sale, yeah. we are so excited to see everybody. Yeah. Um, until then, definitely stay safe. Yes, stay and, masked. And this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Attercup, and they are Emmett Davenport. And it's not work we do; it's love. For goodness' sake! Say you want a revolution? Well, you know. Join the Sixties Revolution here on Mad Wasp Radio every other Sunday at five with me, Lisa List, on Fab to Far Out. Mad Wasp Radio. Radio.